Hi, and welcome to Yeah, That Can't Be Good, the Wonderfalls edition with me, Vicki, and my co-host, Doug Gramley. Now, here's Doug, not Doug Gramley, with a podcast disclaimer. Yeah, That Can't Be Good is a frequent line used by Sheriff Jack Carter in the original subject of this podcast, the sci-fi original series, Eureka, and is not intended as commentary on any of the series covered here. Let's get going! This is Doug with the IMDB credits and quick cap for Wonderfalls, Season 1, Episode 10. Lying Pig, series created by Brian Fuller and Tom Holland, written by Christina Vernoff and Abby Gawanter, directed by Peter O'Fallon, original air date July 25th, 2004, and this episode aired only in Canada. And now for the quick cap. Heidi returns to Niagara Falls. The message from the cocktail bunny is to mend what is broken. Jay believes that she is supposed to mend the relationship between Eric and Heidi. Because of her own feelings for Eric, Jay recruits her brother to collect anything with a face, believing if she can't hear them talk, she does not have to hear or follow their directions. Many relationships need mending in this episode. Eric and Jay, or Eric and Heidi. Karen, who is feeling neglected by her husband Darren, and Mahandra, who can't come to terms with or admit her feelings for Aaron. After Jay accidentally hits Heidi in the head with a TV set, Heidi feigns amnesia and pretends that she believes that she and Eric are still on their honeymoon in an attempt to win Eric back. Everything comes to a head at the barrel when Jay comes in to tell Eric that Heidi is faking amnesia, but Heidi shows up to confess before Jay has a chance to tell him herself. Darren and Sharon spy on Karen, who is having dinner with a doctor who claims to be a fan. Darren, finally, feeling jealous, punches the doctor. And Heidi asks Eric to marry her again. Because Jay still does not say anything about how she feels about Eric, he agrees. Mahandra, now knowing how Jay really feels about Eric, leaves to stop the wedding, but has an accident along the way. The fish then tells Jay to get to the church on time, so Jay believes that she is supposed to finally tell Eric how she really feels, but instead, when she arrives, Eric thanks her for never saying anything about her feelings because he believes that she knew that he really had to give his marriage one more try. Jay stays for the ceremony as a witness. So we're back with season one, episode 10, Lying Pig. So before I ask you what you think, I realized where else you might remember Heidi, Jewel State from, other than Firefly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Remember that show we used to watch, The Killing? Killing. With Holder and Lyndon? I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. Is that um, with Kevin Bacon? No, 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 no. No, that was the, what was that, The Following? No, The Killing, it was that, I can't think of her name. She always looked like she was about to have no expression on her face at all. And her partner, Holder, who I think used to be an addict or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, th- yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. One. Well, Jewel State played Holder's girlfriend, and she was also a district attorney in the last two seasons. Okay. And I remembered that, but it says she was in 11 episodes, which I didn't think she was in that many. But she was there right till the end. Okay. So I guess that wasn't what you remember. No, yeah, I don't, I don't remember her from that. Okay. So I just happened to notice this because last week we were talking about the order they aired the show in yeah, and what a mess it was. And I was looking at IMDb because that's what I'm following. Okay. At this point, I didn't go 
episode by episode with the DVD, but I think it kind of goes along with the DVD as much as I've noticed. But then I was looking at IMDb and noticed that even though it's in the order that we're following, I noticed the air dates from Canada. Yeah. And see if you can follow this. So episode five, Crime Dog, episode six, Muffin Buffalo, episode 10, this one, and episode 11, Cocktail Bunny, all aired on July 25th, 2004. Okay. Probably one of those marathon things like they do on sci-fi. Yeah, but they usually don't do that when it's the first airing of the episode. No, they don't. But on one day, they played five, six, 10, and 11. What is that? Right. Yeah. So that was just weird. It's like they started like they were going to do marathon and finish the season or something. And then they went five, six, 10, 11. So that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then randomly three months later in October, they aired episode seven, which is Barrel Bear. Then episode eight, Lovesick Ass and nine, Safety Canary aired on November 17th, 2004, a month later. And then episode 12, Totem Pole aired on December 8th and Caged Bird aired on December 15th. So figure that out. Yeah. I mean, there's no way anyone would be able to follow what the hell's going on. No. So anyway, what did you think of this episode? I actually liked it. So did I. Amazing. I sort of liked it. I thought her brother was hilarious with his list. Yes. And then, and then at the end with his little powwow that he was having with them. You know, I really don't get the whole thing with her parents. You don't get it? Yeah. Well, her wife was feeling neglected. I understand that whole part of it, but it's like all of a sudden. We haven't seen him in a while. I was kind of glad to see him. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's all of a sudden. You know, during this whole episode, every time he was talking, he was more interested in what he was eating or what he was arranging in the refrigerator. And I think maybe he's kind of always been like this. He's kind of oblivious. I think that was the point they were trying to make. Yeah. Is that not only is he oblivious to his wife, but, you know, I laughed so hard. And I don't know why it was just a silly scene when Mahandra comes down their stairs and Aaron comes down the stairs. Yeah. And Karen completely ignores it as she does with everything in life. Yeah. And Darren turns around like he's thinking about it for a second and disregards it. Yeah. As he does with everything in life. And I really think that's what they were trying to show us because he's always like that. Then, you know, later Aaron comes in with the flamingos. Yeah. 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 You know, Darren's eating again. Right. He says, are these my flamingos? And Aaron says, no. And he's like, okay. And Sharon's the only one who thinks anything's weird about anything that's happening. Yeah. And we don't know how much time has passed, but. Right. I think they were just trying to show that he's always like that. And the last straw was that he went to this convention and he just abandoned her like when he went to the hospital with his leg. Right. Yeah. You know, he was funny. Just his reactions to things like, you know, when he turned around and watched them going down the stairs and then it was like, OK. And yeah. he got distracted by the teddy that she didn't get to wear. Right. Um, and then he's always eating like Sharon. That time. Remember, I, I mentioned that and it just occurs to me right now. I mentioned that in one of the episodes that the whole time Sharon was in Jay's apartment, she was in the refrigerator. Yeah. And, you know, she was eating this and drinking this. And the whole entire time, the whole scene, she was digging around in her refrigerator. I don't know if that was supposed to mean anything or if it's just me, but he's just like that. So this episode picks up right where the last one ended, but with just a different view of the scene. Because last week, it wasn't clear to me if he thought 
it was Jay or Heidi that showed up because I wondered if the music Heidi chose may have had some connection to them. But now it's clear this week that he did think it was Jay. Yeah. This week we had Mahandra freaking out about sleeping with Aaron, which was kind of funny. So Mahandra is convinced that everyone thinks she's glowing, <laughs> but no one thinks it. And she's totally losing it about everything. Yeah. She's like not very helpful. Not at all. Because every time she starts to give somebody a lecture about something, she turns it around about sleeping with her brother. Right, yeah. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, so she wasn't helpful. And the one time she went to help, she ended up in a ditch or whatever. So Heidi shows up, and Eric, as you'd expect, is not happy. He's angry. And Heidi's personality changes drastically when she's alone with Jay. It's like she's so sweet. And then she turns around, and it's a whole different, you know? Right, yeah. Drastic. So first... I think they forgot to put the scratches on Jay's face when she first walks into the bar. There is one part in the bar scene where you could see him not as clearly. So I think they remembered for one minute. And then I don't think you see him the rest of the episode. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't really notice. She had all those bird scratches. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she first walks in, I don't see him. Towards the end of her conversation with Heidi, I think I see him faintly. But then we don't see him for the rest of the episode. Yeah. So the fish in the bar tells her to fix what is broken. And there seems to be a lot of things broken in this episode. Jay and Eric, Heidi and Eric, Darren and Karen, which at first I thought she didn't have anything to do with. But then I remembered that she followed the snake's directions and spit the gum out on the, in the hospital. So Jay did have something to do with that. Yeah. So I'm going to say that Aaron changes with every episode. And I said that about Mahandra last week. Aaron was Jay's ally in the crime dog border crossing episode. Then in the next episode, he's angry and trying to out her and really having a breakdown of his own. And then last week, he was no longer angry. And in this episode, he's actually helping her by collecting everything with a face. Right. So his character is all over the place, too. I mean, in the one, in the episode that he was angry, it wasn't just angry. He looked like he was having some sort of breakdown. Yeah. He was so angry. So where did that go? That intensity? Yeah. I and mean, then all of a sudden, he's helping her again. Yeah, I don't know. He does kind of seems to have like a, a, a one speed emotion, you know? Right. And that's what I mean. He, he was so up in arms about, you know, trying to out her, about talking to the creamer and trying to yeah. prove she was crazy. And I don't know. They, they seem to change him all the time, too. I mean, not that we see him that much. I don't know. So he comes to help her by collecting things with faces. She thinks if they can't talk to her, she doesn't have to follow the directions they're giving her. So Mahandra messes that up later when she drags Aaron into the back room before he can get the fish. But anyway, so I know this isn't going to make sense, but I don't know if I could explain it the way I'm thinking. Jay calls him and tells him everything, when it started, how it's not just the cow creamer. But I, I don't think she tells him why it's important to get rid of everything on this day. Yeah, she doesn't. Okay. But the way she describes everything to Aaron sounds like she's crazy. It really does. You know, yeah. She kept saying, they keep me up at night. So it almost seems like she's going out of her way to make him think she's crazy. But I don't know if that's purposeful on her part. Was she trying to make him think she's lost it? Or was it just written that way so Aaron would think she was crazy? And I'm not explaining that right. I know I'm not. No, I get it. I don't think, no, I don't think she's doing it on purpose. I don't think she's exaggerating. Okay. I think she's start, really starting to believe that she's crazy. Okay. Because, you know, sometimes you're watching a show and someone is explaining something to someone else 
and the person explaining isn't giving all the details so that someone else gets the wrong impression, although doesn't say anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. you're getting yeah. aggravated because they're coming away with this thought and they're really talking about this. Yes. So I didn't yeah. know if they wrote it that way to make Aaron think she was crazy, even though she didn't think she was making him think she was crazy. Or if she, like you said, really thinking she was crazy. I mean, this whole show is that, is not really understanding what the purpose of these interactions between her and these animal things are. So that's what I take from it. I don't think she was trying to exaggerate that point. Like, I don't, uh, I think she's really starting to believe that she's crazy. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't decide if she just decided that she wanted to make him think she was crazy so he'd help her. Even if she didn't think that she was crazy and she was just explaining this to him, I think he still thinks that she's crazy. Oh, absolutely. But then again, this is not the guy you want to think is crazy because he was trying a couple weeks ago, he was trying to out her with the psychiatrist yeah you know that's why this confused me a little i like the relationship when it's good but you know a couple weeks ago it wasn't so i i was a little confused so mahandra mentions to eric that she's the one who encourages jay to break up with him but they never get into details right but he's the one who tells her that heidi's there in niagara Heidi comes in and tells them she rented their honeymoon suite. Yeah. Seriously, that's what you would do? <laughs> but, oh, yeah, no. She's, uh, and I can't remember. Did I say something about her voice in the past? Um, I don't think so. I feel like I had a conversation about somebody and their voice. And the minute I heard her, like, talking more, I'm like, oh, my God, her voice is just, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Her delivery is, is nails on a chalkboard. Yes. And the expression on her face, too. Yeah. Um. The the voice and delivery she uses with Eric does sound just like yeah. Bailey, just like her. Yeah. And the delivery. When she's being nasty, it doesn't. I mean, she's just a terrible person. I mean. Yes. <laughs> bottom line, she's just a terrible, a yeah. terrible person. And, you know, trying to spin it around and say that she stayed away and she did all, did all this for his benefit. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a stretch. Yeah. Later, she goes looking for Jay's trailer as Aaron's leaving with the bag of faces. And it's funny because he dropped one. And I was like, the second time we watched it, I was like, you know what? I remember this. He dropped one. And I don't remember it having making any difference. And it does later, which I realized the second time I watched it. I must have missed that. So he leaves Jay watching TV in a bacon commercial with a pig on the label comes on and tells her to mend what is broken. She throws the TV out the window and it hits Heidi in the head. So at the hospital, Eric looks happy because he thinks Jay hit her with the TV on purpose. I'm not a fan of Eric in this episode. He's less enthused when he finds out she didn't know that Heidi was out there. But then again, he looks a little more hopeful when he asks her what she came to tell him the night before. So the snake on his shirt again tells Jay, tells her to mend what is broken. And seriously, really, for all we know, even with the way it ended, Men What Is Broken could be about Jay and Eric. I mean, that's, I'm assuming that that's what that meant. Yeah. Even with the way it ended, because you know, that's not over, you know, he's not going to get married and go. Right. The next episode. So the snake tells her to spit out her gum and she does. And she runs into her parents. Karen is still upset with Darren about ignoring her at the conference. And her mother steps on the gum and walks away. Yeah. So then Heidi pretends, because of the TV hitting her in the head, pretends to have amnesia and pretends she's still on her honeymoon. And again, following the snake's directions, Jay agrees that Heidi should check out of the hospital and go back to the hotel. 
So after leaving Heidi's room, the doctor runs into Karen in the hallway, who's trying to get the gum off her shoe. He's a fan of her writing and asks her to dinner to talk about her books. She's feeling neglected, so, you know. At the hotel, the snake tells Jay to stay, and Eric, for the second time, tells Heidi to get off her knees. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the first time he told her not to get on her knees, which leads me to believe that he knows the specifics of what she was doing with the bellman. Well, he walked in on her. Right, but I'm trying to remember that scene. It just looked like he walked in on her in no. bed. I think they actually show him in that, in that position. <laughs> oh, and I didn't even realize that. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty, like, sh- I'm pretty sure. I was like, what did she describe to him? What exactly she did? Because I couldn't understand how he knew that. All right, I just yeah, remember like, him walking in. Okay, that makes sense because I was confused. I was like, what did she give him a list of everything she did? <laughs> okay. So when Heidi leaves the room, Eric tries to get Jay to tell him why she came after him the night before, but she's interrupted by the snake. So Eric leaves her there with Heidi. So the whole parent story, I think, is funny, but I really think Sharon is funny in this episode. And normally I don't pay a lot of attention to her character. Okay. But I just thought she was funny. She First she thinks her mother meeting a man is funny, but then she finds out about dinner and she just gets more exasperated as time goes on because Darren is not bothered by any of this. Yeah. And he even thinks it would be rude not to accept his invitation and almost, you know, pressure right. her into going. And Karen, who's feeling neglected, is waiting for him to get jealous, and he's not. So she goes. Yeah. Sharon is just, I, don't, I thought she was really funny in this episode. Just like how they were acting like the parents when their daughter is going out on a date. And Darren finally sees her in her dress and finally, you know, comes to his senses. But I just thought Sharon was really funny. And just like I said before, when Aaron comes in with the flamingos and grabs the cow creamer and Sharon's the only one who reacts to it. Right. She made me laugh out loud in this episode. So Heidi talks about the pressure of living up to Eric's vision of her, which Jay seems to understand, which is what I kind of said about the way he always saw Jay. Yeah. You know, I thought he was like elevating her to something that she really wasn't. He just sees her through some kind of lens. Not that she's an awful person, but sometimes she is. I mean, even at the end, again, he says to her, if he didn't meet her, he wouldn't have figured out that he needed to go give his wife another try. And that's the reason she wouldn't tell him anything because she knew. Yeah. She ran there to tell him that she loved him. Yeah. But again, it got turned around to she's doing something good, which she isn't. Not that she's doing something awful, but again, he turns it around to, you know, she did all this for him, which she didn't. She did it because the things told her to do it. Right. So you're saying that this is a flaw in him? Oh, there's a lot of flaws in him. Why? What are you going to say? No, I was just wondering, like, like what you were thinking. Like, that's what his wife said about him is that the way he looks at you, like, he looks at you. How did she phrase it? You want to be the person that he thinks you are. Right. And actually, yes, I do think it's kind of a flaw in him. He puts everybody up on a pedestal and then you have to live up to that. Okay. Okay. What do you think? You seem to have a thought the way you're saying, okay. No. Yeah, I guess that's that's one way of looking at it. So then the bellman comes to the door and Heidi slams it shut. So Jay knows she remembers everything. Yeah, and I and I knew she was faking the whole time. I don't know if I did the first time. I, I don't know. I don't remember because it was so long ago. I, I just felt like there was no way they were going to make him out to be the bad guy and leave her wondering why he left if she really didn't remember. So I knew that she was she was faking it. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that makes sense. 
So then Heidi tells Jay that the Bellman was just practiced because she'd only practiced on fruit until other yeah, other than yeah. I mean, that whole thing was not necessary. <laughs> I, I didn't need the need the visuals. You know, I'm trying to like I just yeah. You're right. I didn't need it either. But Jay's reaction yeah. to it was hilarious. And this whole episode was just full of of innuendos yes. and like more so than any other episode. Yeah. I don't know if they had like a, a new writer for this episode or what, but I'm trying to remember if the name was different. I'll have to look again. I don't remember, but yeah. But I, Jay's reaction was worth having to hear the details because she was just funny. Like she didn't want to hear it either. So back at the house, Darren finally gets flustered about Karen's date when he sees how she's dressed. And later at the bar, Eric tells Mahandra that he's just waiting for Jay to say something, and she won't. He says he loves her. Yeah. So the whole restaurant scene is funny. Mahandra notices Karen with the doctor. Aaron comes in and asks Mahandra who the guy is with his mother. Yeah. And he's like, hey, who's the guy? <laughs> Darren and Sharon are doing the hiding behind the menu spying from a different table. I just thought it was funny. I mean, I know it's been done before a thousand times with the spying behind the menu. It was just the whole situation. It made me laugh. Yeah, it was It was like one of those chaos scenes that everything kind of ties tied in together, but yeah. you still have three, you know, three or four separate things going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good way to that's a, a good way to describe it. Yeah, it was funny. So Jay rushes in to talk to Eric, but the fish that wouldn't have been there if Mahandra didn't pull Aaron in the back room tells her to shut it. Right. So Heidi then comes in to confess to Eric about lying about amnesia while Jay gets distracted by her father yelling and then punching her mother's date. Eric says he wants something worth fighting for. Heidi tells him to fight for their marriage as he still waits for Jay to say something. So Heidi asks him to marry her again, and he agrees. And we actually see a little bit of emotion from Jay. Yeah, the bar was funny when everyone was reacting, like the rest of the... Uh... Oh, the rest of the people? Yeah, like, oh. Yeah. It was, yeah. But Eric just aggravated the hell out of me. You know, he's telling Mahandra he's not concerned about Heidi, and he loves Jay, but since Jay won't say whatever he wants her to say, he agrees to marry Heidi. It's like, this one doesn't want me, so I guess I'll settle for this one. Yeah. I don't like Eric anymore. I'm done with him. Actually, I haven't liked him for a few episodes because he doesn't have a mind of his own at all. Yeah, I guess, I mean, he, he seems to want to react instead of, like, you know, take the reins himself. I mean, I, I, I get it, though, like, after what he's been through. Oh, yeah, I get it. But it doesn't sound like he had a mind of his own before he even came to Niagara Falls. Well, before that, no. Yes, but no. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, yes, if he was that way beforehand, but he's the same way now, but for a different reason. Okay, all right. Yeah, and I get that. But this is just spite. It looks like right now, it just looks like spite. Because then he has the balls to ask Jay where the wedding chapel is. Yeah. And then he turns around and looks at her. Like, he's still waiting for her to say something. That's nonsense. So you you agree to marry this woman, and if Jay says something, you're going to dump her right there in the middle of the bar? Right. What is that? Yeah, I mean, that that would be kind of spiteful to, to be able to turn around to your wife and then be like, nah, you know what? Right, forget it. 
Yeah. And he was pretty spiteful through the episode, which I don't blame. I'm not saying I blame him for being spiteful towards his wife. Yeah. You know, because he was ready to leave her in the hospital. And just because Jay says you're not that guy doesn't mean he wasn't going to leave her in the hospital. So anyway, after they leave, Jay confesses to Mahandra that she might love Eric. And Mahandra tries to get her to go after Eric, which she won't. So Mahandra says she'll go. And then she ends up in the ditch because of the stuff thing that fell under the the break, right? Uh, yeah. But after she leaves, the fish tells Jay to get to the church on time. So Jay gets there. And I'm not sure if they wanted her to get to the church on time so she could witness that Eric thinks he's making the right decision or because she could have broken them up. I thought it was it was going to be to interfere and, you know, stop the wedding. Right. So anyway, um, Jay gets there in time for the ceremony and Eric thinks that Jay knew that he had to make a go of his marriage and that's why she didn't tell him how she felt. So she gets emotional again and Eric seems to be happy to hear that she's crazy about him, which is exactly what he was waiting for her to say because he didn't say he needed to hear she loved him. Right. So he's happy to hear that even though he's marrying Heidi. Yeah. He also gets over his dizziness at the chapel because he thinks he's doing the right thing. And Jay ends up having to be a witness. And I don't even know why they needed a witness, because this is basically a renewal of vows, not a wedding. That didn't make sense. Like, I, I didn't know. Yeah. None of this was a wedding. Um, Aaron tries to get the animals to talk to him. That was funny. Uh, that was probably my favorite scene. And I like that it was just this one-off scene that they just threw in there. Mahadra called him uh, my brother. Like a storage room. Yes. He was definitely, he definitely like rose up as my new favorite character. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah. I like him too. It was just, they just don't have him in enough. Like, I, I'm, I'm wishing that he was in more. Don't count on my memory, but I think he's in more coming up. Because the parents weren't, were gone for a while too. He's the only one who knows, so I'm assuming that he plays a bigger role. Right, but we thought that before when he knew the cow creamer was talking to her, and then we really didn't see him. Yeah, but I think that was, he was thinking that the cow creamer was talking to her. But I don't know if he really thought that. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he was more or less picking on his sister. But yeah. now that he knows, I, I would assume that he's got a bigger a bigger role. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't sure because in that episode where they went to Canada, yeah, I thought she told him because he cut the head off. Remember? Right. But up until this point, he thought it was only the cow creamer. Right. Yeah. All right. So did I miss anything you wanted to talk about? No, I think this is like the first episode in a while that there's been more interaction with the inanimate objects. Yes, and quite a few. I think I mean is that what she talks like four or five different different things? Yeah, I always I'm always confused about why they name an episode what they name it because the lion pig yeah. was in one right one little scene. Yeah, but oh well because I'm assuming they're referencing the the wife who lied about having amnesia. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Maybe but, calling her a pig too. Right, but. In my mind, that's the that's the one that should be talking most of the time. Like they should be able to place pigs somewhere. Right, else. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't have any more notes. I like this one. I'm aggravated with Eric, but I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was a decent episode. All right. So we'll be back shortly for episode 11.
Alright. Come back next time for season one episode and nothing. Cocktail Bunny. Bye now. Bye. Yes. Don't forget to follow us on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, on Twitter, at Eureka Warehouse, on Facebook, at Eureka Rewatch, page name, Yeah, That Can't Be Good, and on Instagram, at Eureka underscore Warehouse. Episodes of Yeah, That Can't Be Good are available on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for Yeah, That Can't Be Good, The Wonderfalls Edition, Gypsy Blues, provided by Paul Whitman and his orchestra, found on Pixabay, free for commercial and personal use. Thanks for listening. Come back soon.